0: Winston Churchill could never have been mistaken for a humble man, so much so that it began to hurt him in one of his political campaigns. Finally, Churchill had had enough. He said, My opponent is a very humble man, and he has much to be humble about. Or, as Prime Minister Goldemeyer once told an Israeli scientist, when he was downplaying his achievements. (laughs) Don't be so humble, you're not that great. Humility is a topic that is called to mind by the name of this week's Torah portion. The portion is called Bahar, for Har Sinai, or Mount Sinai, the site of the giving of the Torah. Of course, in just a few weeks, we're going to be celebrating the giving of the Torah, an often overlooked holiday of Shavuot the Midrash asks a fascinating question. Why was the Torah given in the desert? To teach that just as this desert is empty and all tread upon it, so too the Torah is only preserved in one who humbles himself like a desert. In fact, it's because of humility that Mount Sinai was chosen in a beautiful Lesson: The Midrash tells of an argument between all the mountains, each one certain that the Torah must be given on it. Mount Tabor argued that she was the tallest, Mount Gerizim that she was the prettiest, Mount Carmel that she was the most important, and only little Mount Sinai, the lowest and most humble of all the mountains, made no argument at all. And it was precisely on her that God chose to give his Torah to the Jewish people. We don't often associate humility with knowledge. Someone may think of talent as a prerequisite for knowledge, uh, of intellect, of persistence. But the Torah teaches us otherwise. It sees Torah learning not just a pursuit of knowledge in the abstract, but as an attempt to connect to the infinite divine wisdom that is the foundation of the world. And that is a process that could only be attempted with humility, with moving oneself aside to leave room for the divine. Our greatest sages would say the ultimate knowledge is to recognize That we cannot know you, God. It's specifically when we are humble that we're capable of learning. When we've emptied ourselves of our ego that we're capable of filling ourselves with godliness. Our sages point out, an empty vessel has room to be filled with something of value. A full vessel, however, has no room for anything else. So Mount Sinai, The one who doesn't stand out, who doesn't have a quality to brag about, is the mountain chosen upon which to give the Torah. But I think that raises a very simple question. If God wanted to teach us a lesson about humility, why did God give us the Torah on a mountain altogether? A mountain, even a humble one, by its very definition, represents majesty height, exaltedness, if we need to learn to be humble, why not give the Torah in a valley, in a meadow? Wouldn't that bring home the message of humility even more so than choosing the lowest mountain? As was so often the case, the Lubavitcher Rebbe raised the seemingly obvious question, focusing on the glaring details that are so often overlooked In his solution provides a beautiful insight into the true meaning of humility and the balance we need to find in our Jewish lives. The Rebbe argued, we need to be mountains. To be a Jew in our world, we cannot allow ourselves to be stepped on. A valley, a plain, they might create the impression that the world can step all over us that we are timid, that we're meek, that we're afraid to stand up for ourselves and what we believe in. That's what some people imagine humility to mean. The famous German philosopher, Friedrich Nehesich, wrote, when stepped on, the worm curls up. That is a clever thing to do. Thus, it reduces its chances of being stepped on again. In the language of morality, Humility. He saw humility as a lack of strength, a lack of self esteem. And we can't be that way. For Jews, for Judaism to survive in this unfriendly world, we need to be proud of who we are. We need to be ready to stand up for ourselves, to unflinchingly proclaim to the world who we are and what we're about. We need to be mountains, unmovable, proud, and strong, but mixed in with all that pride in who we are. We still need to be humble. That was Mount Sinai, a mountain, but the lowest of the mountains. We can be proud and strong and still not allow it to be about personal ego, about personal grandeur or splendor. This is true humility in the Jewish sense, not discounting our personal worth and value, but being proud and strong in who we are, and yet not being full of ourselves. A smart man once wrote, Humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. The humility of Abraham, of Moses, of our Jewish leaders throughout time, was like a humble mountain. Great strength and courage mixed with selflessness, an awareness that all comes from God, and before him we are all equal. Imagine for a moment the context in which the Rebbe was teaching this. The Jewish community he spoke to at that time in the 1950s was still reeling from the almost knockout twin blows of Hitler and Stalin. Jews around the world were Deeply ingrained with a mindset, don't mess with them, the big, bad world out there. Be quiet. If we hide, if we blend in, if we aren't noticed, then maybe we'll be able to survive. But the Rebbe taught us to be a mountain, to be a proud Jew, to be proud to do a mitzvah, to parade in the streets as Jews, to get out there with a pair of tefillin, Or with Shabbat candles. He taught us to be selfless. To be humble before God and man. Be the lowest. But be a mountain. Nonetheless. Thankfully. Being proud of our Judaism. Is much easier today. Than it was back then. But it still takes strength. Especially in our ever changing world. Everyone today seems to want to fit in. And having the strength to identify, to be proud, to stand up for who you are and who you believe in still takes a lot of courage. So my blessing to you this week is to continue to be humble mountains. Continue bringing your identity and values proudly into everything that you do and continue to be a proud link in the chain that stretches all the way from Mount Sinai to right here and right now. I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath. Shabbat Shalom. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free for the next 50 people who download it. All you have to do is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there.